T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And here we go. There's a man open left side. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. It's touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. All right. Patriots in the off offensive coordinator business now to Washington. Ron Rivera going to start certainly the process of trying to find a successor to Scott Turner. We'll examine the in-house candidate, Ken Zampezi, first. And, you know, certainly Rooster on the top list of things that favor him is familiarity with personnel. Certainly helps. He knows the roster that's here. He knows Sam Howell. He has seen Sam Howell from, uh, obviously, the tape that they used to draft him off of and also now coach him for a year because he's the quarterback's coach. So he works uh, hand-in-hand. Uh, with that player, certainly understands him both, um, you know, physically, more importantly, mentally, uh, and what he thinks he can learn uh, at that position. Now, yes, that is a strong part of the resume for Ken Zampezi, but I don't believe it has to be the only way Sam Howell can be successful. I'll give you two examples: Justin Herbert, first year Anthony Lynn, they fired him. Okay, second year he had to learn a different system. He threw for over five thousand yards. Okay, Trevor Lawrence last year had to, I mean, it was a throwaway year with Urban Meyer there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Doug Peterson comes in. He has to learn a different system. Right. The Jaguars are in the playoffs. Right. So there's, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the in-house guy who's familiar with him. Does that help? Sure. The, the fact that Sam can run something similar. You got to believe Zampezi would be, not, I don't want to say Zampezi would come in and, and you know do a complete 180 from what Scott Turner was doing mm-hmm. because I don't think that would get him the job, quite frankly. Um, maybe it would. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he would do something a little more conservative along the lines Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew say they're looking for, mm-hmm. so to speak. Maybe Scott was a little too far out there uh, for their likes. But, you know, Sam Howell, by all accounts, you're talking to people in the college game, during the draft process – very smart player. It's good football IQ there mm-hmm. with Sam Howe. So I would believe if you wanted Sam to learn a different terminology and a different offense, remember, and I try to stress this to people, remember we talked about it with Jay, you know, about his brother's vernacular and how complicated his brother's, uh, you know, play calling mm-hmm. was. Some guys are very simple from a play calling standpoint. There are still only so many ways that you can send the X, the Y, and the Z out for passes. 
There's still only so many ways you can send the tight end out for passes. There's still only so much terminology you can use to call protections when it comes to offense. So it's not as if this is, you know, going from learning Chinese to learning Spanish. Um, I don't think it's drastically that different, okay? No matter how we say it, we're still trying to get the X, the Y, and the Z to run an out, a go, uh, a drag, something, okay? And and I think that I think sometimes we overrate how complicated changing systems may be, especially for quarterbacks that are gifted enough to play with good football IQ. We have seen in the past some quarterbacks that uh, coaches will tell you have not exactly adapted to new systems very well, and that that's possible. But I don't see that as being a problem for Sam Howell here. So if Ron did want to go outside the family, I, I don't think Sam Howell would have much of a problem adjusting to a new system. Uh, I, I don't either. The only question would be, all right, in Mac Brown's North Carolina system, what was it? A lot of RPOs and a lot of deep passes, right? Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, Generally, but, but, yes, especially in the year where everything went off the chain okay. for them good. Then this year was, okay, this is how we're doing things. This is how we're teaching the quarterbacks. Not a ton of RPOs, some. Mm-hmm. Some principles of West Coast, some principles of of a deep vertical game, what have you, right? More of like a hybrid pro system. Fair? Fair. Okay. Now, I want you to come in and not only learn this system, but also learn the terminology and master the terminology so that you can play mentally free and so that eventually, if not right away, whoever said OC is, I can give you autonomy at the line of scrimmage. So when I when you say it shouldn't be that impossible, you're right. Or or I, I shouldn't say you say it shouldn't be that impossible. It shouldn't be like that much of a problem for him to learn a new system. And you cited a couple of really good examples in Herbert, Lawrence, and there are plenty others in the past. I, I guess I would just say you go from Mac Brown's North Carolina system to Scott Turner and presumably Ken Zampezi's sort of, sort of system here to... Again, if they go outside, and if if and when they go outside, that offensive coordinator has his own brand, his own terminology, his own system, his own mechanics, his own fundamentals. D- does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So to say, like if they stay in-house with Zampezi, not only do they know each other, presumably they are fond of each other, Presumably, I can't say for sure, but I'm sure Ken Zampezi had some sort of, some small part in drafting Sam Howell or evaluating Sam Howell, right? For crying out loud, he was the quarterback's coach, okay? You probably don't give a guy a second-round grade, which is what I heard they gave Howell. You probably don't do that to a guy if the quarterback's coach hates him or thinks he's trash or thinks he's not worth it. Probably not. I can't say for sure, but you probably don't. So presumably, Zampezi and Howell are kind of on the same page. I I have no idea about that, but I'm just trying to use logic here. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is, 
by hiring Zambezi if that's what they ultimately decide to do. And Darren Haynes did come out and clarify what he initially reported uh, on, I guess it was Tuesday or Wednesday, was that they that they were not going to look in-house to say, yes, they are going to talk to Zampezi, but his understanding or his belief or what he was told was they're still more likely to go outside the organization. Okay? So if you go outside the organization, again, that could mean anybody. That could mean anybody from Mike Shula to, you know, uh, hell, it could mean Mike LaFleur, who was just fired yesterday by the Jets, right? Who comes from where? The Kyle Shanahan, LaFleur, uh, uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, you know, philosophy, if you will, right? Young. uh, They had that offense humming early in the year in terms of creativity and running the football before Brees Hall went down for the year in Denver in mid-October. Now, they weren't getting a lot out of Zach Wilson, okay? So, again, you could, you, you could say, well, well, he didn't develop Zach Wilson. Fair. But they were getting a lot of that out of that offense creativity-wise when Brees Hall was around. They lost Brees Hall, and then everything else, and they Fell were done. off the table, right. yeah. So, but I'm just throwing that out there, right? If you're looking for a non Rivera Carolina connection, offensive coordinator with some experience, uh, who who now is available, who obviously he could probably go back to San Francisco. He could probably join his brother in Green Bay, but maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he wants to expand mm-hmm. his chops. Maybe he comes. I, I don't know. Biggest, biggest, biggest check mark against. Zampezi, in my mind, is he took over as the offensive coordinator for a team that made five straight playoff berth appearances for the Cincinnati Bengals. And they went from a 12-win team to a 6-win team to a 7-win team, and they went from scoring 419 points the year before he took over to 325 to 290. And that was after Jay left as OC to come here, Mm -hmm. right? Now, Zampezi was on Jay's staff, mm-hmm. was was with Jay in Cincinnati. Yeah. So, I mean, similar type thing, right? How much of that? They went from being, they went from being a, a team number two in points in 2015 mm-hmm. to eighth to 16th in the two years uh, under Zampezi. And in yards that last year. Wait, but Jay left. Before the 2014 right. season. So they did have... Someone before Zampezi. Oh. Okay. So in fifteen in, uh, in 17, Chris, his last year as the offensive coordinator. Now, I'd have to look to see if Dalton got hurt at any point in that year. They were 32nd in yards. Yeah. 32nd. So, you know, how much does six years difference make here, maybe? I don't know. But if you're evaluating what he did as an offensive coordinator, and again, you got to look at what happened. I mean, that Bengals franchise as a whole, uh, that was the beginning of the end there toward the end of the Marvin Lewis uh, mm-hmm. era. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, eventually, I mean, hell, they almost ran Taylor out after the 2020 year where they went, they won two games and then they won four games the next year. Mm-hmm. So uh, personnel-wise, it was more than just that. It's all started to fall apart a little bit on the Bengals at that point. So I'm just saying, if you want to – if you want to indict Ken Zampezi because of those two years as an offensive coordinator in Cincinnati and go, eh, nothing really to write home about, I mean, you can. I mean, it's a results-oriented business. 
Your offense is what your offense looked like and I mean, at that I, time. I, I guess I would just also strong just, running back in Joe Mixon. Right. AJ Green still a wide receiver. But I guess I would also throw into the mix here, just while we're kind of talking about it, and, and maybe you mentioned it and, and it didn't register in my mind. When Jay left, he wasn't the replacement, right? Right. So there was a gap between whoever replaced Jay, and I can't remember who it was. I'd have to research that. After the 2013 season until 2016, when when Zampezi, who was the quarterbacks coach under Jay, Jay has regularly talked, you know, has talked about him in glowing terms with us for a long time. He was the quarterbacks coach under Jay, and he remained the quarterbacks coach when Jay left. Oh, you know who was the offensive coordinator? Hugh Jackson. Oh. Who can't get out of his own way right now. But once was thought to be like by well, a lot of media. Going, he ended up going to Cleveland to be yeah. the head coach. Right. Uh, but but once was thought by a lot, which is why you should never really listen to media. Indict yourself. Out, outside of us. I, I, they all thought Hugh Jackson was was like the next coming of, of a saint as a head coach. And you know what? Here's Not the thing. They but here's the thing, though. Hugh didn't mess up. Because of his lack of knowledge as an offensive guy, Hugh messed up because of how he administrated players and yeah. and, and stuff like that. Well, and also because his his first crack as a head coach came with the Oakland Raiders, and he didn't get a fair shake despite going no. eight and eight. So no. people thought it was because he was black. Because on that that's why he was fired and why he was Zampezi was the, the quarterback's coach on that right. staff. Right. So they went twelve and four. On the Bengal, wait, on the Bengals after Jay. Yes, 2015. Yeah. Right. Because they were clearly building. And that's how Jay, in addition to obviously being first year, John's first brother. Year, right, first year with Hughes, the offensive coordinator. Right. Ken Zampezi, the quarterback's coach. Right. They went 10-5-1. and one. Right. Second year, 12-4? and four? Mm, Yes. And then, and then Hugh leaves for the head coaching position with... Because Hugh went from being the running Raiders, right? Hugh was the running backs coach while Jay was the OC. Kenny was the quarterbacks coach. Okay, so that so it, it was an internal promotion, but Marvin Lewis chose Hugh mm-hmm. over Zampezi, basically. Which again, some people might look at ah, oh, it's a glowing indictment. You can't hire Ken Zampezi. Listen, mm, not necessarily. I, I, th- that's ridiculous. I mean, Ken Zampezi has been working in the NFL as a quarterback's coach, as an offensive coordinator, as a quality control, uh, off, it, it, what have you, for... I mean, Kenny was with that group with their, under Marvin. Since 1998. Marvin, but Kenny was with Marvin for a long time. And if, if, if a guy's good enough to be on Marvin Lewis's staff, Marvin Lewis is a good football man. Yeah. I, I'm cool with that. I mean, I, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, a lot no of people. A lot of people would say Marvin Lewis is too much of what you don't want nowadays. Too conservative, uh, you know. Uh, All right, but here's what I know. You know, too ball control, here's which is exactly what pe- a lot of people are are scared to death. They finished of. first or second in their division a lot under Marvin, and they got to the playoffs. I know. Okay, they at least got you to the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean, and, I'm, and that's the, all I'm saying. Yeah, but then Marvin was looked upon. After being the apple of everybody's eyes for a long time, then Marvin was looked upon as a guy, basically how Marty Schottenheimer was looked. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he could get to the playoffs every year. Yep. 
but yet they they would always Dude, struggle offensively is, look, and always lose in the first hard. round. I know winning is hard. I, I mean, know. I mean, look, even as good as those New England teams were, and di- you know, a, a dynasty of sorts under Bill Belichick, they didn't win every year. I mean, hell, their team that went eighteen and zero lost in the Super Bowl to the right. Giants of all people. Right. So let let me ask it to you this way before we open up the phones at three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty, which is your cue. To get on hold now, so you don't have to wait for two hours. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eight zero nine eight zero. Scott Jackson. <clears throat> we like to, we like to make fun of all of our colleagues. At my guy. Uh, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm not picking at him. That, that, I'm, that, I'm, that, I'm, that guy and I made beautiful morning show music together. I, I know you did. I, I know secretly you want to. You want to trade me for Scott Jackson and have me join Big L no, and Doc in Scott, middays. Scott's far advanced in his play-by-play career okay. now. He doesn't have time to do the hosting thing every single oh, day. Okay, all right, it's okay. Okay, you once told me that you actually like working with me yeah, it's after fun. about a year and a half of not telling. I, I keep that. showing up every day, right? As a sign. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know? that's because of the paycheck. I've never that's once. Not because I've of never me. look. I, look, I I never once walked down the hallway to CK and said, "Please get me the hell out of this time slot." I've never said that ever. Well, that's good. Never. I guess I'll take that as a compliment. Look, I mean, the numbers the numbers show. I know. I mean, we, we we're you know from the ground up, man. I we're know. we're moving along in the I right know. direction. I like it. I, I guess I I get I guess that's a compliment. We've been together. Look at all the people. That, look at all the people that call. And complain about waiting on hold for an hour and a half. <laughs> but they're willing to so stay tight. on hold for an hour and a half to talk to you. Uh, that's true. That's Well, to talk to us. Yeah. It's not just me. Matt, Matt and talk. I are just riding on your coattails. No, 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 no. But, I mean, but the case, the case is this. And, and again, remember, Kenny, f- son of a famous offensive assistant for years in the National Football League and his dad, Ernie. His dad, Ernie, was in the league for 36 years. Wasn't Ernie and Joe Gibbs connected at one point? Was that not they may Oh, have. it was Coriel and, and Gibbs. Yeah, Coriel okay. and Gibbs. I'm getting confused. Ernie may have been on that staff with Coriel and oh, Gibbs, Oh, maybe though. that's what it is. Maybe that's what it yeah. is. So there might be some lineage. Because I think they go back to when Coriel. Right. I think they go back to when Coriel was with the Cardinals. Right. Before he okay. went to the Chargers. Maybe that's it. So so let me boil it down. Okay. If I said to you, Ken Zampisi, that's the number one choice overall. As offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, what would your reaction to that be? One. And two, more perhaps more importantly, what do you think the public reaction would be to that? I think the public's reaction is going to be blah. Yep. To whoever it is. To be I honest think they're with gonna, you, I think they're going to hate. Well, Martin and Ron set set you yeah, up to hate. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, Ernie, by the way, with the Chargers, with Gibbs. Okay. And Corey. So there was a connection. Okay. Yeah, there, there was definitely a connection there. Um, he was a consultant for Washington back in two thousand four. Ernie, uh, for was. what that's worth, yes. Well, that was under. So Dan, okay, so Dan would would have been around, obviously, yeah. at that point. So, okay. but no matter what, based on the answer Martin and Ken gave, or Martin and uh, Ron gave you at the press conference, mm-hmm. you know, whoever we bring here is the OC. Based on what Mart Martin and Ron said, the philosophy is going to be. 
you're, I, I'm not sure you're going to be wowed by anybody. I that agree is. with that. Is there all right? Is so? Would do you think that the fan base would be non non plus non moved, or do you think that they would be angry if it's Ken Zampezi? I, don't I think, think they would shrug their shoulders and see, go, I don't think they'd same be, old right. Ron. I don't think they'd be angry at Ken. No. I think they're already pissed off at Ron. Right. I think they would. Yeah, exactly. It would be like, again, somehow Ken Zampezi, who has nothing to do with the Carolina Panthers, he would be looked upon as an almost a nepotism type hire. Oh, you know, I don't know about that because he's got enough good work on his resume. Yeah, you know, fans aren't that. I understand he's got enough good work on his resume, though. With again, he was part of many playoff teams there in Cincinnati. I know fans aren't that smart, though. Uh, Uh, Sorry, I think I think fans are smarter than you give them credit for these days. There's much more information out there. This isn't 1978. When you could when you could do a talk show and tell anybody anything on the radio and they'd believe you. All right, but do you think? Standard Joe Blow, Commanders fan, is going to go, oh, no, man, commanders, Ken Zampezi, okay. look at what he did There's a difference. as quarterbacks coach tootling, uh, tootling, tootling Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton. Can't, commanders fans like Paulie, like Lap, people that call in on the regular, that you can tell go further in depth. Sure. Okay. The person that roots for just the burgundy and gold. And there is that. There's that fan out there as well. Okay? There's that fan. Because that's the fan that on social media that whenever anybody on a Facebook page or whatever, you know, when the commanders put up their ticket solicitation Mm -hmm. on their Facebook page and the next 800 comments are sell the team, you suck, you screw everything up, then every now and then you see this one comment, oh, it's the burgundy and gold. Yay, let's go. Okay, there's that fan. That fan's not going to care whether it's Ken Zampezi, you or me as the OC. That's fair. Okay, but the educated Commanders fan is at this point just sitting back going, prove it to me. We don't care if you hire Ken Zampezi, Ernie Zampezi, or Dr. Dre. Well, how about about this, Just get an offense that can get out of its own way and score points. If they hired Ken Zampezi and he wasn't in any way associated with the current operation, I don't think fans would be excited, but I don't think they would hate the move. Meaning if they just pluck Ken Zampezi from another staff or if he was not currently with a staff and they brought him in and said, hey, look, this is a guy who's been in the NFL for 20 years. This is a guy, Ernie right. Zampezi. This is a guy who, who, who did this with since. Meaning if they brought him in from outside, I don't think fans would have as hard of a time with, with Ken Zampezi. But because he's associated with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke's inconsistencies and being a Ron guy for the last three years, I think Ken That's Zampezi. That's why people are going to go blah. Yeah, I, th- I okay. think Ken Zampezi. Well, I think they're going to go more. Let me, let me give I you another fans example. are going to hate it. All right, let me give you another example. The Commanders fan on Twitter that's been saying, bring in Eric Bieniemy." <laughs> I'm like, no, he's not leaving Kansas City to come here. He's trying to get a head coach, by the way. Right. Interviewed, interviewed with the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Right. Okay? Love the transparency from Jim Irsay saying, hey, we have interviewed Eric Bieniemy for our head coaching position. Love that. Um, but you could tell a Commanders fan right now, we are going to hire Dick Jones. Offensive assistant of the Kansas City Chiefs. And just by you saying Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to go, yes, mm-hmm. we've got Dick Jones. Hey, did you hear we hired Dick Jones from the Kansas City Chiefs? They're going to get excited about that. 
just because all they see is Kansas City Chiefs. All right? The greatest thing for Biennemi and any of those offensive assistants to have to prove going anywhere else is can you do it without Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback? Can you do it without Travis Kelsey as your tight end? Now wait, they wait, wait have, a second. Wait, wait a second. Wait a Eric Bieniemy didn't make all of those guys great on his own. They have had success this year without Tyreek Hill. They have. So that, in a sense, gets you excited if you hire somebody off the Andy Reid coaching tree. Although Bieniemy hasn't called plays, right? I mean, he's got a large influence and a large input, but Andy still ultimately calls the plays. Andy's got that big laminated play card right. in his hand, which goes with the feel and. Fl- mm-hmm. I mean, Bieniemy is on the headsets, obviously. Absolutely. You know, so I'm sure he's got a lot of influence in game and certainly out of game. But my point is, he hasn't been calling. But the that's place. what. But see, you talk about would the fan base be excited? If you said we're going to bring in somebody from the Kansas City Chiefs, we're going to bring in somebody from the Buffalo Bills. Just on that alone, the fans are going to go, "Yes, this is great." Okay, what if you brought in somebody on Nick Sirianni's staff like Shane Steichen? I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, what if you brought in, what if Kellen Moore was looking for a change of scenery? Now, he won 12 games there in Dallas with that offense. Right. Well, here's the thing. We eliminate those names because we say, well, why would they go from offensive coordinator to offensive coordinator? And the Cowboys technically could block a lateral move. But what we never know is whether their contracts are up mm-hmm. and whether they don't Very get true. the money that they're looking for or a team is looking to say, but, but okay, that's a, listen. But, that, but again, to, I'm addressing your question specifically about what's going to get the fan base excited. And you could hire any nondescript dude if he has Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals right yeah. now attached or to San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. If, if you bring in somebody – that has that attached to yep. their current yep. job description, the fan base is going to go, yes, let's bring that guy in from outside. He has to be an upgrade. Again, that's why the fan base should never be I'm fully ju- but, trusted. But again, addressing the question in which you, you the way you put it, right. and that is part of it because right. as we have, we have debated constantly, the organization, the coach, everybody over there is constantly what, do people think of us? They are constantly conscious of what oh, do people mo- think of oh, us. Oh, they're more than conscious. Okay? So I'm just saying, to address your question, if you bring in somebody, now whether it's right or wrong, that person could come in here and suck. Okay? And then then you'd go back to the fans and say, well, hey, we brought in somebody yeah. from the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. We brought in somebody from the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, wait a minute. They didn't bring Patrick Mahomes? They didn't bring Joe Burrow? They didn't bring Josh Allen? Oh, Okay. I'm just saying, that's the risk you run when you bring in somebody from one of those staffs is they're not bringing that player, that offense. Oh, wait a minute. You're not bringing Stefan Diggs? No, Stefan's staying in Buffalo for a little while. I'll give you, you know? an example of somebody not in college, fo- uh, not in football that has that brand associated with him that'll basically accentuate what you're what you're exactly I know that's a weird tease but just stay, you guys all realize it when we come back Russell and, will make sense of it all and when we return we're gonna take your calls and as Justin and Richmond pointed out you know we, we made it plain to call in now he said I think the reason why you saw frustration was after several times yesterday saying you'll get to calls then it would 
happen. <laughs> you know, I understand how the confusion causes heartburn. Justin, if I know he had to go yesterday. If you call in, we will get to you. We see James. We see Junior. We see Little. We will get to you. Promise. Right? We're going to take calls. Yes? As my friend Kevin Stanfield said yesterday, he is a professional caller. There's several professional callers yes. out there. 301-230-0980. Just do you remember. Want, yeah, do you want Just Zampese? remember, we're the professional radio hosts. Oh. Okay? Oh. It's our show. Oh. Um, look, Zampezi from the inside, somebody from the outside. If it's somebody from the outside, what do you want from that coordinator from the outside? Is it association with good offense right now? Or is it something else? Maybe hey, look, Sean McVay's guys are all seeking jobs right now. You know, they won a handful of games this year. Just a handful. That's it. You know, would you take somebody off of that staff that's searching for a job right now? 301-230-0980. We're at the halfway mark. Streaming live for free, of course, on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's always the tough thing. Do you promote from within? It's just like any job. Do you promote from within or do you look to see if you can find a great candidate outside? It's one of the toughest things employers, I truly believe, go through in the hiring process. You got a guy in your building that you probably trust because you've worked alongside him each and every day. And that's... To me, that is something that, you know, you, you, you try not to take for granted because you're, the people that work with you, you know, are watching you closely as someone at the, at the top. Are, are you going to promote the person that works extremely hard inside? Or are you going to promote the, are you going to go look outside to bring in someone that may not necessarily have an, a greater resume than somebody inside? And I think that's the, 
the thing right now, Chris, is can you find someone better? Can you find someone better than Ken Zampezi? Is there is there an offensive coordinator candidate that just blows them away in the interview process and Ron and Martin and them go, yeah, that's our guy? And ironically enough, how many people are involved in that interview process to me on the Washington side? Well, not Ken Zampezi. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean – you know, in, in, in others, right? Because that offensive guy, that that coordinator, right. may want to bring in his own people, right? You know, so that'd be kind of awkward. Well, that's the other that that's I I guess that's the other thing that you have to kind of keep in mind here is if you do hire somebody from outside, how many other coaches from the current staff, including ones that are held in higher regard by the fan base, okay, i.e. Randy Jordan, not that Randy Jordan is like Mr. Popular, but Randy Jordan and Jennifer King, I mean, how many times have you mentioned that tag team duo, right, as being a successful pairing? Well, well, there's no guarantee that Randy Jordan would be staying. Certainly there's no guarantee that Ken Zampezi would stay, want to stay, be kept, Mm -hmm. all that. So, I mean, you could be looking at widespread changes if you go outside. If you go inside and you promote Zampezi, there's a chance or a better chance that you get more continuity in addition to the benefit of presumably, again, Zampezi and Howell being on the same page. The more I think about this, and and initially I thought, well, if Ron really wants to run the ball, why don't they just promote John Matsko, right? Well, Matsko hasn't really called plays that I remember in his NFL timeline. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, I was like, well, promote Travell Wharton, who's been on this staff, who was with Ron in Carolina, former offensive lineman, promote him to the offensive line coach. You want to run the ball. You want to be physical. You want to be smash mouth. You want to, for whatever reason, I guess I didn't think that Zampezi would be seriously considered. And that's my fault. The more I think about it, and I know this will be an unpopular thing, the more I think about it, it probably makes, I don't have a strong conviction on this, but it probably makes a lot more sense to promote from within and hire Zampezi than it does to go completely outside for many different reasons, some of which, if not all of which, we've outlined the biggest, in the last half an hour. But also the biggest reason is, why does an outside guy come here for what could be, no matter how successful you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of winning the Super Bowl, if they get new ownership, there's yep. no guarantee Ron's back, at which means the whole staff could be blown out. So why would you uproot your group for one year? Yeah. You know, for your family for one what could be one year, no matter how well you coach. Unless you don't have any other options, which means your star is not on the rise. Meaning you might not have not every coach has multiple options. Not every co- again. No. Well, remember, okay, let, let's look at it. Indianapolis is going to have a new staff. Right. Um, I mean, if you're looking. Carolina is going to have a new staff. Right. If you have young kids and you're looking for a place that I can go maybe for two or three years and then I can choose when to leave, 
you're going to look to join join a new staff because in usually when a new staff is formed, you usually figure you got two years. Now that's not always the case, obviously, mm-hmm. as we found out in Houston, as we found out Houston's going to have a new staff. So that's three teams that you're fighting with that are going to have new staffs may present better opportunities now may present may present now here's the thing if you go to Houston you're coaching Davis Mills or new or brand new quarterback probably Bryce Young if you go to Indianapolis right now you're coaching maybe Sam Ellinger or another quarterback that you draft and bring in if you go to Carolina Sam Darnold was playing okay at the end of the year but you're probably coaching a different quarterback I think Indianapolis is going to be super aggressive in trading up that makes sense. Got to get think, a coach first. I think they're the team mm-hmm. that's going to trade up with the Bears for the number one pick. Okay, well, that makes sense. And Like we said, there are connections organizationally there. So the question ultimately is what would, they, what would the Bears be moving down to, like eight? I think it's six. Six, somewhere in there. Which would make some sense. And you'd, you'd get a Bears bounty. Could, Bears could still get a great yeah, player you'd there. You'd get a bounty. You'd still get a great player there and set yourself up for future, right. just like the Eagles did. I mean, if you think coaches are not evaluating other organizations and other situations like we are right now and we're attempting to do, and if they don't have better information, of course they have better information than we do. We're just from the outside trying to evaluate why would a guy want to go – to Washington as opposed to Indianapolis where he could have the number one pick. He could have the second quarterback off the board even if they don't move up to number one, even if they stay at six. You might have a better situation even though you have a meddlesome owner. You might have – and, you know, you don't know who right now the head coach is. Well, there's nothing to say that you have to make the decision right here today. Let's take a call because Little's got an interesting theory, and Craig Hoffman, who does a podcast with Logan, kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday. Go ahead, Little. What's going on, Pete? That's what I think, man. I'm going to tell you now. And I got something I want to run by you too real quick, Chris. Okay. But if I was if I was in control, my, may you, whoever calling the shots, man, look, I, I call off all the lights. I bring Paulson in, in, in the film room, and I say, look, man, look. We want to cut you a check. We don't need you as a coach. We need you to critique some things, finance some things, polish it up, and let's move forward, Mr. Postal. He's a very keen man. He's very smart, man. Very adamant about what he needs. I see, I see how this guy break down film. Cut off all the lights. Don't, and keep Zampezi, man. And let's say, let's say, look, we need 25, 30 plays, Postal, which you like, and we're going to flip this thing around. We got too many weapons, man, to sit pat. We got too many weapons to go out here and to bring somebody in and try to disrupt things. Well, Let's little, little let me let me just jump in because we we did actually talk. I said, "What about Paulson Logan, not Grant, as an right. out of the box yeah. candidate, right? Like an off the radar." You know, Grant, Je- Grant would do it if well, you yeah. let him. But like, yeah, like but nobody me, was me, expecting me. Jeff Saturday to take over as the interim head coach. What if they did let that? Me. And Pete said, "Well, well, what, no. What about adding him to the staff?" Okay, now that kind of fits what you're talking about, does it not? Right. Did I was trying to tell Hawk Hawk was thing I'm saying, bring him in as a coach. Mm-hmm. But see, we know he's a family man. But if you gotta keep people around, man, that's smart, man. This young man is keen, man. He don't do nothing but watch film. It, it, you know, take his kids out to the park and stuff like that, man, enjoying life. So man, you keep you know, you you go to people like him, man, and see even John Beck. I bring him in just to say, hey, man, you know, John Beck ain't been doing but sitting around watching football, man, the last five, ten years. You got to go, man. You got to get somebody. 
Even John Beck, man, got he got a good knowledge in offense. John Beck, you know, John Beck, actually, John Beck, little, I think would be a good quarterbacks coach. To be honest with you, he's been working right. with he's right. been working it's, it's, with it's, Zach it's, it's, Wilson. And, and let me run something by you real quick, um, um, Chris. Look, I went to Trader Joe, man. Last um, I like Saturday, story. I like that. Story. Man, look, man, you talking about filet mignons? Mm. Hey, look, they got this new rotisserie grill that cooks filet mignon at Trader Joe, and really? you don't put that steak right through the heart. You don't huh. put that steak right through the heart of the steak. You put it sideways. And I saw how they was doing it, man. Then they, they chopped it up and put it on a little toothpick. Man, I got to get that rotisserie straight steak grill, man. That's how. No so so the grill and, itself is available for purchase. About, I heard you talk about Omaha steak. Right, right, right. right. Chris about but but what, you're saying hey, is look, the, the, what you're saying is the grill itself, the, the, the conveyor belt right. type style grill. Okay, they sell, gotcha. They, they I sell gotcha. the grill. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. That sounds like hey, look, a good idea. Thank you, Lou. gentlemen. Stay up, man. We're going to get there. Trust me. Appreciate you. Appreciate oh, you, Uh I, Well, okay. Uh, we got a little bit of breaking news. Why don't we do the trending? We'll give it to you there because this, okay. uh, uh, this is very important. All right. Here it is. According to Mike Garofolo and Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, the Commanders... I've reached out to a name we talked about yesterday, former Colts and Lions head coach Jim Caldwell, about their vacant offensive coordinator job again, according to Rapsheet and Garofolo. But he told them he's only pursuing head coaching opportunities for now. He's interviewed for two this cycle. So they're sort of shooting big, I guess. Hey. It's an interesting nugget. Look, be told uh, you're, if you're not being told no by people, you're not searching for the right people. Exactly. Correct. Uh, we've been talking about Ken Zampezi and the merits of whether they should promote in-house. He is expected to interview with the Washington Commanders. Of course, he has served as the quarterback's coach. Six playoff games to come. We broke them down in detail yesterday. We will touch on them certainly some more uh, today. All ending with a Monday night holiday weekend spectacular between the Dallas Cowboys and Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Meanwhile, the Wizards back home tonight. They will host the New York Knicks. You can hear it right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app beginning at 645. And that's what's trending. On a dark desert highway, the big fella with Mountain Dew. Oh, I've been killing a lot of Diet Mountain Dew this morning. And this week. Yesterday, you had two in here. I had two in here this morning. Wow. I mean, I'm just like... You're that desperate to keep the petroleum running through the system? I have been doing so much, like, traveling and extracurricular stuff in my life and had just... Like stuff I don't talk about on the show going on that it has been just relentless for weeks and weeks on end. Plus, it's the end of the football season. And while most people just shut it down at the end of the football season and say, oh, we'll see you next August, we don't get to do that. So I need as much fuel as I can. So this morning, I stopped Dunkin' Donuts, of course, got a large coffee. That wasn't good enough. Stopped at McDonald's to get a large Diet Coke. That wasn't good enough. Then bought two Diet Mountain Dews, and I'm almost through both of them. Mm. 
And then I wonder why I have to go to the bathroom every 45 minutes. I was going to say, you do sprint to the bathroom every time during our commercial breaks right now. We might have to we might have to put the studio we might have to get the studio that's closer yeah. to the bathroom. Well, uh, JP and B Mitch told me uh, the other day uh, that they're in a prison cell and we have the really nice studio. Well, you know, we are. I'd rather take their paychecks. We are Russell and Medhurst here on the Team Nine Eight. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather have the prison cell studio and their paychecks than the nice studio. <laughs> Let's go to line and two. Let's get out to- By the way, J- again, Jim Caldwell, in case you missed it, commanders reached out for him as Mike Garofoli and Rappaport reported. He said, uh, no. Well, he said he's chasing head coaching jobs, which he is- He also said no. Which is the right answer. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's been chasing head coaching jobs for three years. That's a good point. He's not going to get a head coaching job, I don't think. Let's go up Route 175 to our man, Junior, at Fort Meade. What's up, Junior? Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Pete. Junior! Hope. Good morning. Hope all is well. Listen, Hope you're uh, feeling better, pal. I actually am. Fe- I'm sitting at Columbia right now, waiting on my chicken biscuit, getting ready to go to the doctor. Hey, listen. Anytime um, you're waiting on a chicken biscuit or have a chicken biscuit from where pretty much wherever, that's a good morning. That is a really good morning, actually. <laughs> uh, first, I want to talk about uh, David Bully real quick. Um, I'm so excited about that news. It's not Jeff Bezos, so that's a good mark. I also did a little reading on him when I heard you guys said that there was a report about him pushing for it. Now, of course, a report here in D.C. is kind of like pissing in the dark. You don't, as long as nothing hits your toes and nothing sprinkles on your toes, you think you hit the mark, so you just never really know. Um, (laughs) But... I, I'm hoping that the report is accurate, but again, like I said, you never know. Um, what I will say about it is, I mean, he's the kind of guy that you would really want the experience that he has, but he's also the kind of guy that is forward thinking when it comes to making money. So he's the kind of guy that might be able to get the, uh, the stadium back into DC, even though there's less potential of making money there. Um, that being said, I want to move on to, uh, the OC, the only two names that I would go outside the, that I that I hope they are looking at outside the organization. Uh, you just said Jim Caldwell, and the other one would be Frank Reich. Um, other than that, I think you got to keep it in house. Try to keep it, especially with Ron Rivera. You know, this is he's in his last year, no matter what happens, unless he wins. So he's got to look at it from that point of view, even if it's not true. The next owner could come in and say, "No, you're going to keep your job no matter what." Uh, at this point, I think he's got to know that this is going to be his last year. He's not going to go get a young kid who's never called plays. He's not going to get a young kid who's never coached a quarterback. He's not going to get a young kid out there that everybody else wants. He's going to stick with someone he knows. So I would say stick with Ken Zampezi because he worked with um, Sam Howell. So I, if that's the way you're going to go, that's the only way that Ron Rivera is going to go, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but – I usually am actually. So just I think that's the way that they have to go no matter what happens. Junior, you're not usually wrong. You are the show ombudsman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends, you guys have Appreciate a great it. day. Thanks, Junior. Right. Enjoy, Enjoy that, that chicken, chicken biscuit. biscuit. Mm. Um, by the way, uh, Anthony brought up a good point. Ken Zampezi gave Baker Mayfield his only real good season in the NFL. That is a fair, more than fair point. Just pointing that out. More than fair point. Let's go to line three. James is up next. What's up, James? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you all today? Hey, Long James. time listener, first time caller. 
Oh, nice to have you aboard. Let me give you this. There you go. All right, all right. Well, I just want to say uh, regarding your question, I. Uh-oh. No. Oh, oh there he is. Okay, wait, James, 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 start over yes. again because we lost you there for about three seconds. Okay, yeah, I was saying when the gentleman asked me what I wanted to speak about, I told him I wanted to talk about Sam Howe, but mm-hmm. I heard your question was, do we want an inside person right. or an outside person? Right. Uh, so I'll briefly deal with them both if I may. Sure. So quickly, I think that I would like to have someone from the outside provided that they don't go with this nonsense about two-to-one run pass, that they would utilize those awesome weapons that we have at wide receiver, hopefully develop the tight end. Uh, Certainly we got two running backs, and Gibson, of course, catch out the backfield. So we do not want to waste that talent. You know, we have not had this kind of talent on offense almost probably since the Gibbs era when we had the Hogs and and, and Riggins and, 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 and the Posse and all of that. So we need to take advantage of this while we have it because, you know, in the NFL, it's not for long. And with the um, free agency thing and all, we might lose any of these guys or all of these guys to upset the apple cart. So that would be my uh, suggestion in terms of an offensive coordinator. And regarding Sam Howell, I just want to say that I feel like that we need to do one of three things. We need to, number one, pursue Sam's ability to make sure beyond a shadow of a doubt whether he's your quarterback or not. And you can do that by starting him and drafting, you know, someone else or even get a veteran. If you get a veteran like Carr, well, perhaps Carr will start, but develop Howe and let Howe be the long-term answer. You know, so I believe that at all costs, though, we need to see uh, however, you know, they decide to pursue it, whether or not how is the answer because I believe he could be the answer and I don't want them wasting time on another Wentz situation at all costs. If it's not someone like Carr, forget about it. Go with a rookie, go with Hal, and maybe have Heineke as a backup. And quite frankly, I love Heineke. He's my man, but Heineke is no starter. By no stretch of the imagination, he's too inaccurate. He's got all the moxie and all that good stuff, but guess what? At some point, moxie don't win football games. That's right. Appreciate you, James. 301-230-0980. Let's squeeze Mitch in New Jersey in here before the break. What's up, Mitch? How you guys doing? Good show. What's up, Mitch? Thank you. Gets my wheels spinning. Uh, well, first, uh, I'm not a professional caller yet. I know you've been hearing me for years. Uh, you know, I just love it. It's pretty much all the great quarterbacks, Hall of Fame, are very good. It's mainly because of the quarterback himself, not these coaches. Baker Mayfield is, is just a little better than Wentz. Um, what about, what about this, uh, Lincoln Rally's brother just went from TCU to Clemson offense coordinator. Yeah, that was a little bit, that was, uh, Garrett Riley. That was a a nice, interesting little news nugget yesterday, uh, uh, by my guy Ross at Sports Illustrated. Uh, he, uh, he, he got that, I think first, that's an interesting hire to leave, you know, to leave TCU again, a, a, program that was just waxed in the national championship for a lateral move OC to OC for Clemson but you're going obviously to a perceived as a much better and bigger program even though they were kind of down because uh, what's his name didn't work out Yeah, I I wish uh, Lincoln had hired him for making him a defensive coordinator because Grinch he's got to go that was uh, oh at USC at USC yeah yeah they gave him a they gave up about 
Uh, your, phone, your phone's breaking up. We're going to have to let you go, Mitchie. Sorry. Uh, your phone was getting all wacky there. Uh, Mitch in Jersey, they should put him in the – like he says he's not a professional caller. I mean, he would qualify as a professional. Yeah, he calls every national show known to mankind. He's he's like he sits the, on the he's like the left-handed reliever that you put in in the sixth inning. Yeah, the, he's the Jesse Orozco. I knew Mitch before hey, Jesse I came Orozco. down here. When I was working up at CBS Sports, yeah. he used to call into all of the shows. Yeah. So actually, when I came down here, I was like, wait. I know this voice. When you say he's the Jesse Orozco, that's the 47-year-old Baltimore Orioles Jesse Orozco, uh, not the younger Jesse Orozco, which closed out Game 7 of World the World Series. Series for the Mets yeah. and threw his glove into the air, and I wonder if it's still come down, baby. I'm sure it's come down. Hell, somebody might have it. You never know. 301-230-0980, final hour of the show. Do you go outside the family, or do you promote from within because you know it, you're comfortable with it? Ron has a history of doing that. He wants people that he's comfortable with. Is there a good enough candidate outside to make Ron think about that is the only question we had in the trending. They tried to uh, interview Jim Caldwell. He said he's trying to get head coaching gigs. So he said politely no for right now. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us in the final hour on a football Friday right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.